Hello, and welcome to Physician Spotlight. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Katz. Physician Spotlight is a forum to learn more about outstanding senior leaders, young rising stars, and international colleagues in the field of nutrition, and to discuss important topics and ideas. And with the help of Aspen, we are bringing these videos to you today. I'm excited to be sitting down today with our guest, Dr. Sivan Kinberg, who is an assistant professor of pediatrics in the Division of Pediatric Gastroenterology, Hepatology and Nutrition, and the director of the Pediatric Intestinal Rehabilitation Center at Columbia in New York City. She is board certified in pediatric gastroenterology and clinical informatics. Her primary clinical interests are intestinal failure, short bowel syndrome, and home parenteral nutrition. I was hoping you could start today by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey that led you to incorporate nutrition into your career. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here today. I've been interested in nutrition for as long as I can remember. My mother has short bowel syndrome and I became interested in the field really when I was a resident at Long Island Jewish Hospital. I had a series of babies in the NICU that had um, necrotizing enterocolitis that led to short bowel syndrome. And I was able to follow them throughout my residency as they were discharged home from the hospital um, and were doing so much better at home. And that was such a remarkable thing to see. Um, I did my fellowship at Columbia University in New York. And during that time, my interest in short bowel syndrome grew and I was asked to be the founder and the director of the Pediatric Intestinal Rehabilitation Center at Columbia where I lead a multidisciplinary team in caring for children and young adults with short bowel syndrome. That's an incredible journey and it sounds like it started from when you were very young with your mom. Where would you say you got most of your nutrition education? I know that's something um, that we're struggling with is where and how to have um, good robust education in nutrition. So we, that's a common problem that we talk about a lot because we have very little nutrition education in medical school and residency, and even in a pediatric gastroenterology and nutrition fellowship. Um, we really, as trainees, don't get enough exposure to really nutrition as medicine and realizing how important that is in our everyday lives when we're healthy and even more, more important when we have acute illnesses and even more so when we have chronic illnesses like short bowel syndrome, or inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and my education in nutrition actually started with my mother learning how she really self-taught herself to manage her short bowel syndrome with nutrition. Um, for example, she would eat bananas every single morning. And only as I became a pediatric gastroenterologist, I realized that it's the pectin in the bananas that really make a difference for these patients. And pectin is now one of the most common medications that I really use for my short bowel patients. And then the rest of my nutrition education was really self-taught. Um, for those that know me, I am always at every single conference and every single webinar, and I'm always seeking information. Um, I learn a lot from my patients and their families, and that's really the biggest source of education for me. Um, that's very true. So sounds like you're constantly learning and growing. Um, did you have any mentors that you would say really shaped your career and led you in this pathway? Yes, absolutely. So I had the privilege of training under Dr. Mercedes Martinez, who really inspired me to, to focus my career th throughout my fellowship. 
Um, I had the opportunity as a young attending to learn so much from her in building this program. She is the director of our shortbound transplantation program at Columbia. So I work very closely with her um, as, a young, as a young attending and I, I still think I'm a young attending. So continue to work very closely and learn from her. Do you have advice uh, for any junior faculty who are interested in building a similar program or incorporating nutrition into their careers, things that you've used um, and tools to grow and develop yourself in this space? So Aspen has been a huge resource for me. Um, so I'd only discovered Aspen in the last really few years and I've been going to the conferences, watching the webinars. Um, NASPAGAN, our National Pediatric GI Association is also a huge resource. They have a special two-day program um, for fellows and young um, faculty, which is called N2U. And that's something that I attended as a fellow. And I strongly encourage all fellows to apply for that. And your, your application rates are going to go up for that. Um, but it's very helpful um, in just focusing on nutrition. And then another opportunity is if, if you're interested in intestinal rehabilitation or building a nutrition program, is to go and spend some time at one of the bigger programs um, and learn from each other. So you don't have to start over from scratch um, and just learn from a program that's already instituted some of these multidisciplinary elements. I think that's valuable advice and really applicable. Um, what is an accomplishment you're most proud of? So one thing that I've been working on now is healthcare transition. Um, so this is something that I didn't really think was important until all of my young, perfectly compliant short bowel patients suddenly one day show up in clinic and they're not taking their G-tube feeds, they're not taking their medications. And I'm trying to figure out what is going on. And I realized, oh, you just turned 13 a few months ago. That's what happened. You became a teenager and now you're non-compliant. Um, and that really led me to focus on educating these adolescents and young adults in their disease, in their medications. And I consider this a very good problem that we have, healthcare transition in short bowel syndrome because previously these patients were not surviving into adolescence and, and adulthood. And now we're getting them to survive and wanting them to, to thrive and really focusing on educating them. And that transition process starts early on around age 12 um, and getting them really prepared. It's a gradual process. Um, and I have a grant to build this healthcare transition program, which we call GUTSI, which stands for Gaining Understanding of Transition in Short Bell Syndrome Among Youth. I'm very proud of that. Uh, you should be, and it's a really important um, initiative that I think will uh, help these children as they mature. It's, like you said, a good problem that they are growing up and need to transition care to adult and pediatric and adult medicine. Um, sometimes it's very different in an approach, so I think that's, that's really important. Uh, what do you see uh, changing in the landscape of nutrition in the future? Or what changes have you observed in your career so far? So I think there's, there's going to be a, a bigger focus on shifting to nutrition as medicine. And that's something that people are talking about more and more, realizing how important the diet is and how nutritional supplements can help. Um, natural supplements, for example, curcumin that is anti-inflammatory, how that can potentially play a role in disease and realizing how important nutrition is for our microbiome and how a happy, healthy microbiome is so important for chronic diseases, especially. I certainly agree with you. I think the microbiome is the next step to fully understanding it. We're just starting, scratching the surface, starting to understand uh, the role that plays. 
Thank you for taking your time to speak with us today. And thank you, Aspen, for the partnership and for the audience for joining us today. Thank you so much.